0: Um, turn with me to matthew chapter 13 matthew chapter 13 verse 33 if you don't have your bibles it's okay just look at the screen matthew chapter 13 verse 33 matthew chapter 13 yes are you all there okay read with me okay Let's do it together. One, two, three, go. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. I thought we were doing this together. Are we together? Okay, once again. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. What's a leaven? Leaven is yeast. Have you seen yeast? Yeast is how bread is formed. Yeast is more like a fungus. Right? It's, it's, It's how bread is formed. So Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is like an yeast that if you put a drop of yeast on a whole jar of flour, the yeast will infect the entire jar. In the world... They say, you know, be careful of who your company is. Even the Bible talks about, you know, corrupt company corrupts behavior, right? So if you are among a certain kind of people, your behaviors, you know, your language, everything becomes like that, right? But in the kingdom, the kingdom is so infectious that it is more powerful than decay, the kingdom is so infectious that it is more powerful than darkness, than chaos, than violence. So the reality of the kingdom is, just imagine if this room is full of darkness, one drop of light is enough to vanquish that darkness. If this place is full of chaos, one drop of peace is enough to overcome this entire chaos. Because the kingdom of God has the potential to infect itself. It's infectious. Look at somebody and say, you are infectious. You are infectious. You, you, in, a good, in a good sense. You know, we just, we just got out of the pandemic, right? So it's, it's, it's not a very great term to hold on to. But in a, in a very good way, the kingdom is infectious. So infectious that it can infect people with goodness. It can infect people with mercy. It can infect people with love, with strength, with encouragement. Right? So, the moment you walk into a room and that room is full of discouraged people, the moment you walk into that room, the atmosphere changes because the kingdom is within you and the kingdom that is within you is infectious. It has the power to overcome. It has the power to overwhelm and it has the power to defeat everything that comes against it how many of you know that violence is not good right chaos is not good huh sickness is not good right sinful attitude is not good negative thoughts is not good discouragement is not good but where the kingdom of god is there is peace there is righteousness there is joy there is the reality of god's god's reality Do you know what's the meaning of kingdom? Kingdom comes from the two words, king and domain. King's domain. Kingdom is where king's rule happens. So your life's reality, okay, your life's inner reality will always be determined by who the king is. Your life's reality will always be determined by who the king is. If you are the king of your life, if you are the one who is driving your life, ruling your life, then it would be limited as per your capacity and capability. Are you hearing this? Okay. If you are ruling your life, it will always be limited by how much you can drive this life. Right? This, is, this is how much I can go. This is how much I can see. This is how much I can achieve in life because I am the one who's driving this life. But if you can change the ownership and give to somebody who, who is much more, who's much bigger, who has more capacity, who has more cap- capability, then your life becomes larger than life. See, the reason why our life is not larger than life is because we are still becoming the kings of our lives. We want to rule our lives the way we want to live. My life, my rules. Yo, man, don't you know? My life, my rules. See, that attitude, that attitude is, so, is so limiting that we don't realize. We think that it's actually giving us freedom, but it is actually bringing us bondage. In the kingdom, you don't have an opinion. The only opinion that actually holds value is of the king. Kingdom is not democracy. This is what people fail to understand when they come to church. It's unfair, pastor. Kingdom is not democracy. I'm sorry, your opinion does not matter. The opinion of the king matters. So if you're willing to let go of your opinion, if you're willing to let go of control, if you're willing to let go of whatever you think, your mindset, your logical reasoning, your rational thinking, if you're willing to let go and surrender to the king of kings and say, oh, I owe you my life and I give you my life. I give everything that I have. It is yours. Then you start living larger than life. Then you start experiencing abundant life then this kingdom that is within you it starts overflowing it just it's not just limited it starts overflowing it starts infecting everything that needs infection just for the sake of this message infection is a good word It starts infecting you meet sick people you pray over them and they They are healed. Why? Because it is the king's authority, king's dominion. (sighs) Christianity is not about achieving. Christianity is not about going to heaven. That's not Christianity. Christianity is experiencing heaven right now. Right now. Christianity is experiencing the reality of heaven right now. In, in heaven, there is no sickness. In heaven, there is no chaos. In heaven, there is no jealousy. In heaven, there is no heart issues there's no envy there's no strife right why why in heaven do we have all of these things is because god lives there so when god comes when you invite your life to god and he comes and lives in your life live in your in you he starts living inside of you then your life your body becomes heaven That's the gospel. Gospel is not just going to heaven. Yes, you will go to heaven. Yes, one day. Yes. But what I'm saying is gospel is also that you can begin to live in heaven today. You're born from above today. Today. Okay. So day, So the day you receive Jesus, the day you invite God into your life and say, God, my life, my rules is not working anymore. Right, Everything that I have decided, it's it's not really working anymore. I just need you and I want you to be the God of my life. I want you to be the master of my life. I want you to be the king of my life. When you invite him into your life, when he comes, his reality starts affecting not just your mind, not just your heart, your emotions, your thoughts, your bodies even. Your bodies, even your bodies, to a point that that reality has the power to not just stay within your body, but it has the power to infect people, infect atmosphere, infect places. Transformed heart transforms cities. Transformed heart transforms cities. So when we, when we talk about, man, the city needs to be changed. Oh, there's so much of chaos. There's a riot happening in this, you know. It's like chaotic and there's no peace and violence. You need one person with a transformed heart. That one person can bring a revival because revival is revolution. Transformed heart brings transformation to the cities. One person is enough. I'm saying just look at the natural. All the times when... People have fought against tyranny, they fought against dictatorship, it's usually one person. One person who had the audacity to speak out and then people came, they became, became an alliance, became a party, became a group and they saw something amazing. In the kingdom also, one transformed heart can transform an entire city. So the kingdom of God is an infectious kingdom. It's an infectious reality. It is an infectious reality. What you have inside of you is an infectious reality. You have the infection of God within you that can infect, that has a capacity to infect the entire world with his goodness, with goodness with strength, with encouragement, with peace, with righteousness, with joy, with all the good things that God has, that is there right within you. It's deposited within you. It's within you. It's right now deposited within you. It's there. But how do you how do you see it? You have to understand. Have you seen have you seen water hose? You know, water hose. Water hose is connected to a pipe and if the pipe is switched on, the water comes flowing through the mouth of the hose. But what happens if you close the mouth of the hose? Even though the water is flowing through the pipe, water is not going to come out of the mouth. Why? Because you have closed the mouth of the hose. You know, So as children, we used to do this, you know. I would do this, I would close the mouth of the hose and my sister you would be young and I would be like, I don't know, water is not coming, water is not coming. And when she would come near, I would open it so that the water would spill on her face. So if you don't go in the, f- in the direction of the flow of the water, and if you go against it, even though there is flow, the water will not come. So you have to understand the flow, the direction in which it flows, and you have to move in that same direction. You can't move against it. Okay, You have to move in the same direction. If you let it flow, it will will overflow. See, the problem is not that you don't have the kingdom within you, that you don't see transformation. The problem is you're going against the flow. The problem is you're going against the current. You're going against the direction of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not outside in, it is inside out. Am I making sense? Are you guys with me? Even if I'm not making sense, just stay. Stay with me and just say yes. The kingdom of God is inside-out transformation. Okay? Before it touches your body, it touches your heart. Before it touches your finances, it touches your mind. So the kingdom of God is an inside-out transformation. So if you want to see the kingdom of God flow in more mighty manner, you have to flow in the direction of the kingdom. Okay? You have to flow in the direction of the kingdom. Stay with me. The flow of the direction of the kingdom is inside out. So if you want to see more kingdom flowing, you have to go beyond your heart tissues You have to go beyond your pain. You have to go beyond the situations that is there in your house. My problem, my life, my rules doesn't work, right? You have to go beyond everything that is occupying you. Stop internalizing your wounds. You have to move out. Move out. What do I mean by move out? Is that stop looking within yourself to see the answer. But in faith, flow in the direction of the kingdom. What I'm trying to say is that every time you take a step of faith to become a channel of blessing to somebody, you see the kingdom of God flowing in a mighty manner. Just imagine this is your capacity. Even if there's unlimited flow of water, right? This can only hold to the capacity it has. So if it needs more, there has to be a way where it starts flowing out. If you want to experience the overflowing power of God, if you want to experience the overflowing reality of God, you need to start giving what you have. If you remain as a pond, you know what's a pond? Water comes in, but it doesn't go out. If you remain as a pond... You'll be blessed in a season, but then after a while it starts stinking, it starts becoming stagnant, and dead fishes come to come on the surface because it needs to flow out. Whatever you eat comes out, right? If you want to be a blessing, in fact, let me say it like this: if you want to be blessed, if you want to overflow in the blessings of God, you have to choose to be a blessing. You have to choose to be a blessing. You have to look beyond my family situation, my pain. You have to look beyond all of that and choose to be a blessing. So just imagine if this is your cup, right? This is how much you're filled. You pour it out, God fills it again. You pour it out, God fills it again. You pour it out, God fills again. I started with 10 rupees in my account. Okay, that's how you start. But you don't remain there. Why? Because you're trusting God that God has the capacity to keep flowing into your life. Prosperity, please understand something. Prosperity is not really about just having a lot of money. Prosperity is trusting God that even when you don't have anything and you've given out everything, there is a flow from heaven that is opened into your life. That there will always be a continuous supply of flow. That's prosperity. So prosperity is not just limited to finances. It can be limited. It can also be to emotions. You know, I gave out everything that I have. Oh, to this person. Now I have to go back home. I'm feeling empty. But I trust God that he'll fill me. Every time you give out, you're filled. Every time you give out, you're filled. And in the process of giving out and being filled, your capacity is increasing. You really want to overflow in the kingdom, you have to stop becoming a pond, you have to become a river. Where what God has entrusted you, it flows out. Do you know why some of you, God does not entrust you with riches? Because you are like that ATM that never withdraws. Have you been to ATMs where you put the card and they say decline, decline, decline and you have no idea why it's not working? But if you are like that ATM that is always working, that never says no to the voice of God, God can entrust you with riches. You really want to overflow, become a channel of blessing. Become a channel of blessing. I keep telling these leaders who are with me, I keep telling them, when I was young, when I was investing in you guys, I did not have the finances. I really did not even have the wisdom what to speak. Did not even have the resources. But every time I took that step of faith in you know, being foolish at times. I've always seen God's work. And I've always seen the overflowing work of God. Everything that we have. I'm saying we are a testament to God's goodness. Everything that we have. God, you know, The businesses that we have. Everything that we have. We did not do it because Lord bless me. We did it because Lord we want you to be a blessing through us. We did it because we wanted people to be blessed. We educated people. We gave them jobs. Because we wanted people to be blessed. And every time we took that, you know, we took that as an opportunity to be blessed, we have never regretted. It has never been a sacrifice. It has always been an investment. Heaven never remains a debtor to you. You can never say, God, I beat you this time, I gave more than what I have received. You can never say that to God. Be a channel of blessing. If you can look beyond your pain, beyond your shame, beyond your, your, your whatever, You want to do an exercise with me? Have a list of 10 names that are there in your life. 10 friends, family, relatives, whoever, right? Just write a list of names. 10 people. 10 people. I do that always in the church. 10 names that I take from the church. 10 people who come to church. Take those 10 names and make two columns. One column, the first category is the blessed category. Who live a blessed life. The second column is a category, struggling, who are always struggling. And you divide the people into those two columns. I can tell you with the guarantee, the people who are in the blessed column are the ones who always choose to be a blessing for somebody. For them to become a blessing for somebody is not a one-time thing, that's their lifestyle. It's just natural. It's not just a one-time thing, oh, because I heard the sermon, I need to be a blessing. Oh, today is that day of the month where I have to be a blessing. No, it's just a lifestyle. It's naturally for them to look beyond their problems and to be a blessing. Even when they have nothing, they have been a blessing to somebody. You will always find such people blessed, always. You know why? Because who gives? God will keep supplying him to give. That's the truth. So come from this demand mindset to supply mindset because the kingdom of God is a supply mindset. The kingdom of God overflows wherever there is a supply mindset. Not demand mindset, oh, I come to church because I get this. I come to, I, I come here, I meet people because I get this. You move from that mindset to a supply mindset where I come here because, oh, it's a privilege and it's a privilege to be a blessing here. It's a privilege to serve my brothers and sisters. It's a privilege to serve God. When you, when you move from a demand mindset to supply mindset, you always see God's kingdom flowing. You'll always see God's kingdom flowing. You don't know what's inside of you until it comes out. You don't know what's inside of you until it comes out. As a practice, as a practice, is something that I do. If I'm feeling sick in my body, I'll find opportunities to know who is sick in the church so that I can pray for them. Because whenever I've done that, okay, if I know, for example, somebody is sick, whenever I know that person is sick and I pray for them, the healing of God starts flowing through my body and overflows into theirs. And as I see the healing of God working in their life, it starts healing me. But if you stop the flow of the kingdom and be like, Oh God, I need to deal with this first and then only I can be a channel of blessing. If that's your criteria... Deal with my issues first, then only I can be generous. Deal with this, then only I can speak peace. If you keep internalizing that, you're actually stopping the flow of the kingdom. You're covering the mouth of the host. But if you take a step of faith and you'll be like, I don't have money right now, but what do I have? I have like 3000 rupees. Here, Jeremy, be a blessing. When I do that, I'm I'm overflowing in the supply of God because I'm declaring to the entire cosmos, hey, I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. I walk by trusting in the goodness of God that even when I don't see it, I know that the supply of God is overflowing, is overflowing, is always overflowing. you really want to operate in the overflowing blessings of God, become a channel of blessing. Have an attitude to serve people. Have an attitude. It should, it should become your lifestyle. And I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about anybody. See, you, you can probably be generous in the church, but what about the rickshawwallas that, that you mean? The auto rickshaw guys. The people who, who serve you, who clean your society. How are you? You can be honorable in the church and you know, talk with honor to people who are above you. But what about people who serve you? How do you talk to your maids? So you let the kingdom of God flow. You become a channel of blessing. Have an attitude to become a channel of blessing. You will always be blessed. Always. Always. There's something about that which attracts God. See, you take the Old Testament saints, you take the New Testament saints, and you see why were they blessed. They were blessed all the time. They did not lack anything. They were blessed because they chose their, you know, they they chose other people's problems more than their problems. And in the process, their problems got solved. See, is there anybody here today who does not have problems in life? who has no problems. But some choose to go beyond their problems. I'm not saying that you completely ignore your problems. You see the problems, but you say, God, I trust you that as I take a step of faith in getting involved in this person's life and becoming a blessing, I know that you will take care of this. It's not like, oh, I don't have any problems. That's not the attitude. The attitude is, yes, I see my problems, but beyond what I see, I'm still going to take a step of faith and do and become a channel of blessing for somebody else. Live beyond your shame, live beyond your guilt, live beyond your pain. Because if you keep holding on to your pain, oh, you know, it's so painful. I, I, I'm telling you, I will come and empathize with you. Even God will come and empathize with you. Jesus wept, even he will cry. But if you really need deliverance, you have to become a channel of blessing to somebody. I'm not saying that, you know, you you shouldn't ask God for help. I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask for help, ask people for help. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is there has to be a flow. There has to be a flow. There's always, there's always an extreme. One extreme is people who, who, who are always a channel of blessing, but they don't have time to sit in God's presence. What happens? They get burnt out. Always. They're always driving. Why? Because somehow doing drives their worth. So they're always leading worship, they're always in ministry, they're always serving people, they're always doing something for God, but they don't have time to sit and do nothing and just hear God's voice. What happens? They get burnt out. The other extreme is, who only do, oh Lord, I worship you, oh I serve you, they only do that and they're not becoming a channel of blessing. What happens is, you become spiritually obese. You become fatter and fatter because somewhere you have to let it go, no? Somewhere you have to release it. Just imagine you ate a biryani and that biryani stayed in your stomach for like three weeks. I don't want you near me. So you have to learn to flow in the direction of the kingdom. You get empowered in the presence of God but you become a channel of blessing in whatever capacity. Whatever capacity that God has called you the volume doesn't matter right the the amount doesn't doesn't matter but what matters is the attitude that i will do this because i know the god who supplies will keep on supplying will keep on supplying you know poverty is when you hold on to things lack mindset is when you hold on to things saying i don't know tomorrow how will i go through so let me hold on today Generosity is you give it away, knowing that tomorrow will be taken care of. I really have to go through my notes. Are you guys excited? Okay, let me show you a couple of verses, okay? John chapter 4 verse 14. John chapter 4 verse 14. You know, the story here is Jesus comes to the Samaritan woman and they are having a conversation. John chapter 4 verse 14. Jesus is having a conversation with this lady who has come to draw water from the well, right? And in the process, I'm still believing, oh God. John chapter 4 verse 14. Are you still there with me? Sahil, awesome. Can we read it? But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Jesus is saying, whoever drinks of this water, this water is not natural water. He's talking about spiritual, supernatural water. Jesus is saying, this water that I give you, you will never be thirsty again. Okay? Not just that. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Meaning what I give you will become a source that can overflow through your emotions, through your hearts, through your bodies. It will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see the flow? The moment you receive Jesus into your life, the moment you invite him, that has a potential to overcome and to overflow. It has a potential. You have overflowing power of God within you right now. Right now. The power of God wants to move out, inside out. That's the direction. See, the story is, I'll tell you the story, okay? Jesus is talking to this woman, okay? Jesus tells his disciples, hey, guys, you go, buy meat, go to the city, buy food and bring, because I'm hungry, I'm tired. I'm tired from this long journey that he had that I just had, right? And he is talking to this woman. He's talking to him. He is tired. That's why these people have gone to buy meat and buy food. Now, now come with me. John chapter 4, same, verse 31. When they came back, when these disciples came back, they said, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. They're urging him, why? Because now they've come back, they brought food and they're saying, eat. But look at Jesus' response. He says, but he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. And the disciples were like, what? So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? See, the disciples are completely confused. Because before they left Jesus, Jesus was tired. He was weary from the trip, which makes sense because he walked for kilometers, right? And now they've gone to fetch food for him. And they tell him, eat, Rabbi, eat. And he says, I have food. I already had food. You have no idea of, I already have food. So the disciples are talking about themselves, Who brought him food? Who brought him food? Who brought him food? When they're talking about it, what, what does Jesus say? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. There was something about Jesus. Look look at Jesus, right? There's something that when he gave what he had, he became filled again. He was hungry, he was tired, he was weary from his trip. But when he gave what he had to this woman who was discouraged, when he encouraged this woman, he got filled again he got filled again he got filled again you are filled whenever you are blessed whenever you are a blessing you're filled whenever you choose to be a blessing one more verse philippians chapter 2 verse 16 philippians chapter 2 verse 16, 17 sorry This is Paul. He says, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. He says, even if I have to give everything that I have, even if I have to pour out everything that I have into your life, I am glad and I rejoice. But we are like, Man, I gave you everything, and you're still behaving like a, like the devil. Do you know what stops us from becoming a channel of blessing? I know some. I know most of you are a channel of blessing to people. You've been a blessing, but do you know what stops you from doing it again and again? Because somewhere you get disappointed with what happened earlier. Your previous generosity stopped you from being generous today. Right? Because, man, I gave everything that I had. Gave my resources, I gave my time, I gave my energy to this person, but this person has not changed. There's no point. You give up. A sower went out to sow seeds. A sower. He did not went out looking for a good ground. Right? What what does the Bible say? Sower went out to sow the seeds and he sowed in the road. He sowed in a ground that had thorns and thistles. He sowed on every ground that he could find. Why? Because his job is not to measure impact. That's not his job. His job is to sow. Your job is to sow. Your job is not to see, oh, how much has... How much you know my investments that I have invested in the kingdom, how much is how much is it bringing impact? That's not your job. Your job is to become a channel of blessing no matter what ground it is. A sower's job is to sow. My job is to sow. I don't care. you listen to me, you respond to me, you smile at me or you grin at me, it doesn't matter because my job is to sow. My job is to sow. That's why I keep sowing. In my life, there are people whom I have invested a lot, meaning a lot. They have taken every bit of my energy, every bit of my time and finances, but I have not really reaped from what I have sowed in their life okay but then there are lives that god brings where i have not sowed anything but i'm reaping am i making sense to you are you guys with me so just because you became a channel of blessing and you don't didn't see the impact immediately don't get discouraged There are places where you sow and there are places where you reap. Not necessarily you reap where you sow. Not necessarily. What you sow, somebody else reaped. That's fine. But you obeyed God. You obeyed God. Success is not the impact that you made. Success is, I heard God and I obeyed Him. Success is obedience. Success is not, oh, I poured out everything that I had, but you know, this person did not change. God, I hear you right. That's not success. Success is you do what you're called to do. Let God decide. But every time I'm challenging you today and and I want to challenge you, if you make this as a lifestyle, that every time you become a channel of blessing, your bonds will always overflow. Your bank accounts will always overflow. Your heart will always overflow in emotions. Your mind will always be encouraged in good thoughts. If I'm feeling discouraged, I'm telling you. I find people who are discouraged and I tell them, Hey, you're, you're chosen by God. You're blessed by God. Be encouraged. You know, wh- wh- what am I doing? I'm actually... Encouraging myself. Because when I see that the person has changed, his mood has changed, his words have changed, when I can see that, it encourages me. Oh man, the power is still flowing. There was a prophet in the Bible, Elisha. He died of sickness. He died of sickness. But there's a story that many years later they were burying, they were going to bury a dead body. Okay? A group of people were going to bury a dead body and they saw raiders and robbers on horsebacks. So immediately they got scared. So they threw the body somewhere and they ran off. What happened was the dead body hit the bones of this prophet Elisha and he came to life. Even when you feel it's not working for you. It will always work for somebody else. There is power in becoming a channel of blessing. And when it starts working for somebody else, it will bless you too. There's power, there's absolute crazy power. If you can look beyond, because that's how you increase your capacity. Are you with me? I'll show you another example from the Bible. Job 42 verse 10. Job 42 verse 10. You know the story of Job. And you know the sufferings that he had to go through. But look at how he was restored. Job. Job Job 42 verse 10. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he did what? When he did what? When he did what? Prayed for his friends. For his friends. God did not restore him when he prayed for himself. Oh Lord, heal me, O oh Lord. Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is there's power when you pray for your friends. Job right now is sick. He is poor. He is Suffering with pain that you can't imagine. But when he prayed for his friends, the Lord restored him to double, double portion. And it says, And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Do you want double portion? The s- secret is this. The title of this message, I'm telling you now as we end, the title of this message is Pray for Someone. Pray for someone. Pray for anybody. Pray for someone. Because when you pray for people, when you genuinely, when you genuinely are concerned with other people's problems, when you pray, God uses you to be a blessing to them and as He is using you to be a blessing to them, you are blessed. You are overflowing in the blessings of God. Amen? Are you excited? So how many of you want to become a channel of blessing to people? Yeah? Okay. One secret that I have, okay, which I laid for you. Be a channel of blessing for people. Be a channel of blessing as much as you can, according to your capacity. But whenever you feel like you're burning out, do you feel burnout? Right? Especially, you know, (laughs) there are people who... Who really take away everything that you have? Right, you'll you'll burn out, right? You feel you'll feel drained out. Whenever that happens, First John chapter four verse nineteen, we love. Say with me, we love, not just God, just generally, God, people, everybody. We love. Say with me, we love, we love, because He loved us first. Every time you come in the posture, Oh God, I am—I have given my everything. I gave it all away. I became so generous and I feel so low and I feel so empty. But I did this because you loved me first. Every time you take that posture of just surrendering and recognizing that it was always God first. It was always God first. I, I hate this spiritual song that says, I praise you so that you can bless me. You know why I hate It's because you praise Him because He has blessed you. He will always be first. He will always be first. So every time you become a channel of blessing for somebody and you pour out your life, you pour out everything that you have and you feel drained out and you feel so empty. But if you can acknowledge God that it was God who began the good work in me. It was God who blessed me. It was God who loved me first. Every time you do that, you are filled again. You're filled again. You're filled again. You're filled again. again. Overflowing blessings of God, overflowing blessings of God, overflowing blessings of God will always fill you till, till, till you have the capacity to be filled.